Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, Radio Contact. This week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Pax, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we are Paul White. All right, Paul. Hi, Rob. You okay? Enjoy your trip to London. Your little walk around the city. Yeah, I did. I did. It was good. Um, left our house at half six. Got a bus. Got a free bus ride to uh, to talk. It's funny. The bus driver. I, I offered him a fiver, and he just went, "Oh, go on. You're right. I can't be bothered dealing with a change." I thought, "Blimey, is it that cheap on the bus?" But yeah, it was good. And uh, tra- train journey down there. Trains are brilliant, aren't they? Two hours on the train. It's uh, you know you you have a cup of tea and nip to the loo, and you're there, aren't you? So I think it's good. And uh, I had a good a good wander around London, and, that, and it, you could do a lot of walking around London. Let me tell you that, but. Uh, yeah, it was good. My wife said to me, um, she watches a program on the telly called uh, Chucky Wocky Duda. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's uh, it's about uh, this sort of cake business and they make chocolates and cakes and things like that for celebrities and stuff like that. And uh, she said to me, would I go to the shop in Covent Garden and get her something? So uh, I thought, you know, me bugging off for the day and uh, looking after the kids, I thought, it's the least I can do. So anyway, I went into this shop, found it. I used my map on my phone. So I was wandering around following my map and... Uh, waiting outside because the shop didn't open until 11 so I stood outside for 10 minutes in a queue with a load of young girls and that anyway gets in there <laughs> gets myself a bar of chocolate gets to the counter and uh, £16 Rob £16? For, really? for a bar of chocolate wow. and she's, uh, she's she's stood in front of me now eating it so uh, <laughs> how big is it? for 16 quid? <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty big pretty thick and that but uh, no it's very nice but uh, I got the shock of my life when uh, when the till rattled and it said sixteen pounds, so uh, so yeah. But uh, I'm in the good books now, Rob. Anyway, so <laughs> that's a good quid. thing. For sixteen quid, you need a library of books for sixteen quid, Paul. Oh no, oh no. So yeah, enjoy your trip down as well on the, on the in the old first class carriage. That was that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got some decent price tickets, so um, it was really quiet, surprisingly, in first class. Never been first class before. But it was good. You get food and free water and. I was a bit naughty, really. Well, I wasn't, but there's a first-class lounge on the way home. So, uh, Euston train station. So, I went in there and everything's free, you know, drinks and, and things like that. So, uh, you know what I'm like at Salford. I've always got my rucksack on and uh, I filled it up. <laughs> <laughs> I filled they had like cans of Coke in the fridge. I put about 10 of them in the bag and took them. I paid for it, aren't I? So, but I did feel a bit naughty filling my bag full of food when the ladies weren't looking. But, yeah, uh, yeah, happy days. It was good. It was good. The, the match was a bit, uh, as we'll talk about later. The match was a bit disappointing. The weather was a bit naff as well. I got the salt wet through, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I saw a few sights and that. I actually went looking for Big Ben, and um, I think it's, in, it's there's all scaffolding around it because I walked across. Uh, I think it was Westminster Bridge, and I looked right across the River Thames, and it's brilliant there. The scenery and the the sights in London. There's so much going on. It's really exciting sort of place. But I think Big Ben had like scaffolding around it and all that. So I don't know what they were doing with some refurb work. But I took some photos and. Uh, yeah, I had a good time. It was strange because I normally go with my dad and my dad was away, so uh, 
I was on my Todd on uh, on Saturday, but no disappointing result, but a nice little trip. It was late getting back on um, on Saturday evening. I bumped into to Parky, Paul Parky, in a few times. <laughs> I saw him in the morning. He was on a different train to me. Then I saw him in London. And then we bumped into each other again at the station. And then when we got off at uh, Piccadilly, we were both in the taxi queue. Then waiting to go home. So uh, we, our paths crossed a few times on uh, on Saturday. But yeah, it was good. Though. I tell you what, Rob, there was a great following from Solvent there as well. Um, Really, I don't. I won't like to count how many, but a really good following behind the both um, behind both sets of sticks in, in, the, in the match. They're really vocal as well. It was great seeing so many faces down there. I think everybody had a good trip apart from the result. Yeah, I think they're fixing Big Bell, Big Ben's belt. Right. That's why they've. Uh, Have you just googled that? Nope. Knew it off my head. Because what it was, I think I remember reading on Twitter that it, I think it was like maybe I don't know six months ago. He hadn't rang in the last six months. So it was like the last time it was going to ring, and all the people were there to celebrate it, I suppose. So I do yeah. remember that. So I tell you what, though, another another good thing about London is the uh, the public transport is absolutely amazing. Mm. Um, you can pay like contactless on your card, you know, rather than getting an Oyster card. And uh, so it's dead handy. You don't have to buy anything. You just swipe your card on the thing. The, the tubes are brilliant. You know, just jumping on and off. They're a bit complicated because when I came back from Ealing, I had to change them to get another tube to get me so used to. Mm. So you sort of following the maps and the platforms and making sure you're on the right side because if you're not, you're going to end up at like the other side of London. But no, it's really good. Everything sort of runs like clock. Everybody's really helpful as well. I think it's because I was on my own Maybe. and I looked like a bit of a lost boy because a few people kept going, you're all right there, sir. You know, not need any help and that. So it was good. I enjoyed the trip. It was a really good uh, really good day out and uh, very tiring like, when I got home. But um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. you got to walk on the left, haven't you? I think the right's the kind of express. Uh, no, keep out. to the right, Rob. Keep oh, to the right. right on the escalators, and then no, people right. on the left like rush up in front of you. I uh, think. I think so. Anyway, that's what I'm going wrong. <laughs> that's what I went wrong. <laughs> but yeah, yeah loads, to, loads to go on this week's uh, podcast. We have got all the news coming out of Solver Devils. We got obviously review the defeat against London, and then preview the game against uh, Toulouse in your amateur report. Lots to talk about on this week's show, Paul. Yes, yeah, certainly, and uh, you know the amateur report was really interesting this week. You know we've got some sides playing in the. The grand finals this weekend, particularly along with the Reds who are taking on uh, West Arton Lions. That's this Sunday. That's all. That's all in the amateur report as well. So good luck to uh, to all the lads involved in these really big games at the weekend. Yeah, so we'll do. We'll start with all the big news coming out of Solve Red Devils this week. So we'll start obviously because it's Monday, Paul. There isn't much sort of going on right now. Uh, the big news is tomorrow. Uh, the Supporters Trust hosting their first awards uh, a evening uh, in Earlham in the Nags Head. Um, it's going to be an exciting night, Matt. Yeah, it certainly is. It certainly is. Looking forward to that. Um, not so sure who's going to win the awards. I mean, I think we've all got our our favourites. We've done our awards up for devil in detail as well. I think uh, you know we, we all know who the front runners perhaps will be, but no, it'll be exciting to, to see the players there and hopefully uh, Ian Watson and a few other people so uh, yeah looking forward to that event I hope a lot of people turn up and uh, it's an enjoyable night yeah we're going to announce the winners of ours next week uh, gives us a chance to speak to them at the game against uh, Toulouse Paul with hopefully a nice trophy that you're going to pick up this week hopefully yeah <laughs> I've not had much luck at the moment trying to uh, there's a trophy shop that I used to like go in for badges and that in Manchester but it's been shut the last couple of times I've gone so we might have to go somewhere else but it's been a bit of a rush this weekend you know uh, we've been in London that's took a big chunk out of my weekend so we'll do our best to get older some this week yeah uh, I think um, Jackson Hastings going to be there uh, Joey Lusick 
Uh, you say Ian Watson, I think, is going to go as well. Uh, I, I, well, I don't. To be honest with you, Rob, I don't really know. Um, I'll be honest now. I've not. I've been out on the loop a bit with, with things recently. I've been really busy with stuff, so uh, I have. I have kept myself informed with things, but I've not. I must admit, I've not read everything about this this event, so I don't really really know what's what's happening. I was just going to going to turn up on the night and see, but I, I think from what I heard, Ian Watson was going. But don't quote me on that. Um, I was just going to wait and see who was there tomorrow when I got there. Yeah, I think it says doors open at 7.30 and presentations are from 8pm. I think, yeah, is it a P&M hot pot? Pie and peas, is it? Something? it? I think for a fiver, I think it is. Okay. Which is going to be good. So lots of, hopefully a lot of people will be going to uh, to celebrate a good season. Yeah, it's a, it's a good pub as well, the Nags. I've only been there once. I can't remember what it was. It was this season. It was a Salford event then that we went to. It was, I think it was the, the night with two Ians, wasn't it? When, what was it? Was it Ian Blees there and Ian Watson? And, yeah. Or was it that night? Partly. Paul, no, it was Paul Lighton was there, wasn't he, with, the, with, with, with Ian Watson? And we, they did a bit of a question and answers, didn't they? They were for supporters and that. And Mark Lee was there as well. Uh, that was at the Nags Head and they did some, some food that night as well I remember going with my dad and I think my mum come to that as well and that was a really good night I've never been there before it was a really enjoyable night a lot of people turned up that night as well so uh, so yeah it, it's good that they support us for us to put in the events on because we me and you went to the uh, the one didn't we at the um, Nathan McAvoy's brewery didn't we the, yeah. the um, Seven Brothers that was a really good night everybody enjoyed that as well so it's, this season's been good for for events we've never been to as many in a, in a season really have we so so yeah, it should be another good night tomorrow. That's, that's what it's all about. It's all about making it have a community feel. Everyone gets together, have a chat. Everyone kind of bonds a little bit, and it's you know that's what you want, don't you? As a supporter base, you need everyone to be together. Yeah, certainly, certainly, and I mean, it was great on um, on Saturday. You know, the amount of people who went down on various buses. I know talking to my friend James Oskison, he, he went on. Um, the bus with the Walked and Reds, I believe they went went down uh, together, and uh, I think from from all accounts, what James told me, they had quite an eventful journey going down there. But uh, but yeah, everybody had a laugh, and and that that's what it's all about. And they're a great crowd, the Salford supporters, aren't we? You know, we see them and, and chat to them at the, the the games, all the various people that we see on on Facebook, and it's, it's great that, that like the Walked and Reds have got going now, and there's other there's other you know sort of little groups of, of people as well from various parts of the city, and I think I think it's great. I think we really are a, a, a strong bond, isn't there, between Salford supporters and uh, sort of a, a togetherness, really, isn't there? And I think that's something that the club should be looking into to build it and, and sort of feeding upon, really. Yeah, I'm sure, obviously, supporters trust be running buses to the game against Toulouse on Thursday. So just keep your eyes open uh, for, for that, Paul. I think they're doing a great job, obviously, doing their bit, reaching out to the people in the community, saying, come to the game, we'll provide the transport for you. Just turn up and support the boys. Yeah, definitely. That's a good thing that's come out of this season, hasn't it? It's something that can, can grow and grow. I mean, it's one of those things that probably starts small and, and, and gets bigger. But just going back to what I was saying before about the, the bond that the, the, all the fans seem to have and the, the, you know, the, the good-natured fans that we have at Salford. I saw the um, the quote you put from Robert Louis' partner. Is yeah. it Robert Louis' wife or his partner? Um, that you posted on the Devil in the Detail page. I mean, I, I, I don't know his, his other half, but that, that was a really nice thing. She said she must have travelled down with some Salford supporters and had a, had a really good day, you know, with, with Robert Louis' little boy. And, um, and it just shows you, doesn't it, the, the really nice thing she said there about our supporters. And, you know, sometimes we, we've got a bit of flack, haven't we, our, our crowd, especially the, the, the year where the problems at Huddersfield and things like that. But I think this season, the, the fans have done us proud, haven't they, at the, the, the games. And, um, you know, people were saying the other week at Halifax how, how good we were, a big following that we took and they're very friendly and, 
maybe they had a good time. And I think that's what it's all about. The, the camaraderie in rugby league, it's, it's, it's a different sport to any, isn't it? You know, all support seems to get along. You can you can stand together, have, have a bit of banter as well with the away fans. And uh, no, I think I think it's great. Yeah, so plenty of stuff to look forward to for the supporters. Trust uh, the club uh, put out a poster, kind of advertising uh, season tickets for 2019. Paul, no details as yet. Uh, I'm sure the club will be looking at providing them maybe uh, at the Toulouse game for us to go and hopefully win against Toulouse and then go out and buy a season ticket for next year straight off the back of that. Um, what what should would what should we be looking at? As in, what would entice us? As in, the fans that go every week and thing and fans who don't go every week to come and join us to watch South Red Devils at the AJ Bell Stadium. Uh, cheap season tickets, Rob. I think so. I think they, sh- they should be cheaper than what they are. I mean, I know everyone will have an opinion on that, and some people shoot me down and say, "Well, we've got to do this." That anyway, we've got to, we've got to pay for things and, and all that. But I think the more that you sell, uh, the better. It's, it's better to get people in there. I think Huddersfield did it a few years ago and sold the load. So I, I I'd make them a bit cheaper because what it tends to do if you don't, you charge your diehards, you know full price for them and then they start doing offers then in the middle of the season so the people who bought seats never seem to, to get a benefit do they so, uh, so I'd say, I, I'm not going to say make them 99 quid or, or whatever I'm not going to pull a price from somewhere but I think we should should reward the loyalty of um, the supporters who, who, who sort of stump up the money every season and I think we were one of the dearest ones weren't we not last season or maybe this season or whenever but I think perhaps make them a bit, a bit cheaper hopefully we, we'll be um, we'll have Jackson Hastings in the side soon I mean I've not heard anything but from what people keep saying on social media you know it looks like he could be staying I mean we hopefully hopefully that decision will be made soon if that decision is in our favour and is a positive decision I think that could help you sell season tickets definitely um, and we, we've got to buy into that we really do if that decision is made and he is going to stay we've got to use that to sell season tickets because he, he is as we said before on the podcast he's a box office player so hopefully that will work in our favour and we can use him as a massive marketing tool to get you know existing season ticket holders to renew and people lap season ticket holders new people to buy into uh, to solve the Dread Devils as well we, we did have we do have kind of cheap season tickets don't they and I think remember did they have like a little section kind of towards the left hand side of, the ben- of where the benches are Think that didn't they go kind of cheap round that kind of area and kind of fan out from there? Just to, obviously, like you said, for the fans that were looking for kind of a cheaper season ticket, I'm sure that I think we did a few there. years ago, didn't we? Um, I'm not so sure whether we did this season because my, my season tickets in the the, the West End, and yeah. um, I'm always after the bargain, and I don't remember mine being cheap, but <laughs> but no, we'll, we'll just see what they come up with. I mean, we all know the club's got a way. Uh, the club's got to finance itself, haven't they? There's no point in them underselling themselves and giving everybody a season ticket for 50 quid, isn't there? Because obviously then you can't afford to pay your players and your staff, so there's got to be some sort of um, line down the middle, hasn't there? But you know what I mean, don't we? Don't overprice people and, uh, you know, let's let's get people in there and let's sell it to them. Like I said, with, with, with guys like Jackson Aces and new signings and things like that, and positivity, I think uh, let's just beat to lose on Thursday as well. I mean, we've, we've dropped ourselves in it, haven't we, losing these last two games and getting dragged back into the... Uh, into the mire, so to speak. So uh, we need to get, make sure we get a result and sort of keep our Super League status for 2019. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for reasonably priced season tickets. Uh, kind of hoping that there's maybe little extras you can get with them, like maybe a, a sort of a review of the season DVD. Because obviously they'll be coming out around about Christmas time, won't they, Paul? And, and people will want extras like stockings, you know, stocking uh, fillers. And for me, the club have kind of put highlights for every game on. Throughout the season, don't think it's yeah. too much work just to 
you know, put them in a line, cut, cut and paste them into a line and, and put them off, you know, send, send, sell them on a DVD or put them through Vimeo or something like that. You know what I mean? Every little bit counts on it, you know, for the club. Well, yeah, they, they should do, they should do, Rob. Cause I, I mean, if you go back to the, the Willows days, you used to be about every single game on DVD. I've got, I've got bloody hundreds upstairs of videos and, and DVDs of old games and, and, and reviews of the season as well. I mean, you don't seem to be able to get them anymore. And, that's that's something that I always look forward to. You know, say we had a big win against maybe Wigan or when they say Leeds because we never bloody beat Leeds, but Wigan or St. Helens at home or somebody like that. You, you, at the end of the season, you always just buy it on video, didn't you? Mm. Well, I did anyway, being a saddle. But um, but yeah, I think little things like that you need you need to do, don't you? And you think about that shop we had there, the Willows. I mean, I know going on about the old the old place, but the amount of things you could buy in there from mugs to badges to all sorts of things. I think that's what we've got to look at now. You know. Those little stocking fillers are what you know what kids want, and I think supporters just did a good thing this this year, didn't they, with the the autograph books they were, they were yeah. bringing out for the, for the yeah. supporters, and I think that's an excellent idea. That I mean, young kids and that they, they love all that, don't they? You know, standing at the at the, the, the end, of, you know, they they behind the hoardings at the end of the game, and they're waiting to see the the, the favourite players, you know, the junior sows and higher levels and people like Robert Lewis. So, uh, so the more sort of stocking fillers and bits and pieces like that, you can get the better. Yeah, you could do that, and then obviously we don't really want to hear the referee calling instructions and counting tackles, do we? So probably like someone like Cinnamon Dinner kind of play their songs over the top of them, maybe something like that. You know, so you can take the referee and the linesman's noise out. You know, gives it gives an option to to, to people could be a, could be an option. Um, also for me, um, you got to be thinking about you know discounts. I know there was one Fernando's which we haven't got the score right yet, so we haven't took advantage of that. Uh, but things like that, maybe discounts for other. Uh, sort of merchandise uh, obviously because people buy home shirts and people buy away shirts don't they um, every season but maybe discount on a, a polo shirt or discount on a on a, a jacket or something just to, so people are tempted to, to, to purchase another item of, of, of merchandise to put an extra 25-30 quid in the tank for the club which then will help the club grow yeah perhaps have like um, but I suppose you can't no, I was going to say no, it's a bit of a naff idea I was going to say um, Years ago, you had like a season ticket book, didn't you? Yeah. And you'd have like, there were bits of paper, weren't they? So you could have had like little vouchers in it, but you can't because they're cards, aren't they? I suppose. Unless you give somebody, when they buy the, the card, like a, a £10 voucher to spend oh. in the club shop or something like that. So, no, what, what, or £10 off or something you know, off your bill in the, in the club shop. What you do, or when club you stall. In, when you fill in your documents, because you're going to have to fill in like, we fill, everyone fills in like a, a season ticket form, don't they? Right? Yeah. So you fill all it in and you get an email. Because there should be an email thing on that form, hopefully, right? And you, everyone, everyone puts their email down, and then you can just email them a voucher. On the when it's right. fire, just say right, fire sale, twenty percent off all jackets with this voucher. Right. Percent off with that, and just do it for, for a twenty-four hour period, up to people to, you know, print out the voucher or get the code and put it into the website. Bang, you, you've got a fire sale going on. Could be an option. That's why they pay you the big money, Rob. Come <laughs> <laughs> up with these ideas. Yeah, but things like that I think make make the difference. I think, Paul, and you know, yeah, yeah. we'll be looking. We'll be talking about hopefully what they're going to come up with next week, and you know, we'll be looking forward to it. And for me, another thing I think it's really important as well. It kind of I talk about it regularly. Don't I? Reaching outside the bubble, that people yep. in our bubble, we we we'll get you know the information, but it'd be interesting to see people outside our bubble if they they also know. And how we are going to kind of manage to get out of the bubble and, and sort of attract people 
outside the bubble to to maybe get a season ticket. Because obviously, when you when you look at the prices, it's cheaper for somebody to buy a season ticket sometimes than it is to to turn up at one or two games. So it's them it's them people outside and how the club managed to reach out and and entice them into into coming to watch. So that's that's the main bit for me. What what the plan is there? But we'll see what happens. Yeah, the, um, I saw something. I think it was on. Uh... On Facebook today on the Red Shark group, quite a lot of our listeners are probably on that group already on uh, Facebook, the one that Jimmy Potts does. Very good group, very interested. And um, I think the lad was called Craig Haven, I think his name was. And he put a really, really good post on, really positive, and he was more or less, I mean, I can't remember word for word what it was about, but it was about, like what you say, you know, reaching outside the bubble. He didn't use your outside the bubble turn that you love to use but <laughs> it, it was about that and it was dead in it was a dead good positive post it was like saying about getting out there to schools and I know they do all that but getting to the university as well because it's like fresher time now yeah. isn't it and um, you know people are starting university and you know say, say you're from I don't know Yorkshire or somewhere like that but you come into Salford University you, your family might have an affinity with rugby league you might you know they might watch Leeds or Bradford or whoever but now you're starting a new sort of adventure in, in Salford and, and the Manchester area so why not go and watch Salford? You know, it's it's a game of rugby league, isn't it? You know, um, my my father-in-law just recently moved to Newcastle and his St. Helens season ticket holder, or he was, until they moved up there. And um, he started to go and watch uh, Newcastle Thunder. Now, he's been to a few of their games just because he lives up there and it's, it's something nearby. So, you know, there's always going to be people in the area who are interested, aren't they? It's just telling them about the club and, and getting them there. But I think universities and... Is a, is a big thing, isn't it? Salford and Manchester, you know, they're both right near each other. There's a lot of students there and there's going to be a lot of people who, who will have a passing interest in rugby league, but let's get them in watching Salford Red Devils. Yeah, it's, like you said, it's, it's, it's enticed them in. Obviously, students aren't the most uh, richest people in the world, are they? So it's, it's how you manage to entice and them into that, into the fold of that. So, because obviously, we know how much the beer prices are and how much the food prices. They can't, they're not going to come to the AJ Bell Stadium and not eat the rest of the week, are they? No, well, that, that's where that's where you do a student ticket. We used to do them years ago, didn't we? Where your students would pay the same price as like concessions, wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, so you're over sixty fives would pay the same price as a student. I'll let maybe let students in for a five. You know, if they get an NU, do they still do they still do them NUS cards? Uh, am I, am I, maybe. <laughs> am I like twenty years out of date then? Or what? Maybe. Well, but yeah, if you show your NUS card or whatever, or whatever they have these days, the equivalent, you know, you get in for a fiver or something. I'd rather have them in the ground rob paying a fiver than not there at all, you know what I mean? Mm. And then they might they might bring a friend with them as well. And nine times out of ten, right, say someone comes to the ground and pays a fiver, they're not just going to come to the ground and pay a fiver and sit on their hands other, no. for 80 minutes. They're going to buy a burger or whatever or buy a programme or something. I mean, I know we don't get the the food money and that but they might buy a programme or something so and they might come back as well and bring someone else with them so it's not all about to me getting 30 quid for somebody it's about getting them in isn't it and getting them interested and then the rest of the money will follow won't it yeah that's the important thing Paul and hopefully these seed tickets will come out and it'll be everyone will be happy and we'll uh, we'll go and grow and you never know someone like Jackson Hastings if he put, puts his uh, you know signature on the line and, and signs up for next year that would be a big catalyst uh, for things, but we don't know. Nobody knows either way. Um, even if Jack Sainsbury decides to move on, um, I think it's kind of a measure of the kind of player we need uh, to move this club forward. If Jack Sainsbury does stay, great, and we can build a team around him. But if he does decide to go and to pastures new, you know, that's the kind of quality of player we need to move this club forward. Yeah, definitely. Um, the only person I think who knows where Jack Sainsbury is going to be next season is Jackson Sainsbury. And I think he'll have already made his his mind up. I can give you my view on it uh, from 
from where I mean, if you'd asked me a couple of weeks ago, I'd have probably said, well, I can see him going. I think he might have had his head turned by somebody else. But I've been thinking about it today, and from what I've heard, I think teams like Leeds and Wigan would want to sign Jackson Hastings on maybe a two or a three year deal. Well, and I don't think Jackson Hastings wants a two or a three year deal, does it? He? he wants a one year deal, doesn't he? And I think we're more likely to offer him that one year deal. And I think that's what he's after. Whereas, I've, whereas I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is that the, these other sides want to tie players down, don't they? Whereas we, we, we're perhaps in the position to just offer him that one-year deal, put himself in the shop window. And I think Jackson wants to play back in Australia, doesn't he? So that one-year deal from us could be the best option for him. And I think that's where we might have the success. Because obviously, if, if you're a player, I mean, I'm no lead supporter, I'm no Wigan supporter, but a player would get his head turned by those clubs compared to us at this moment in time because of the situation we're in. They, they get bigger crowds than we do. They've probably got more chance of winning trophies than we have. You're going to get paid more money there. So, obviously, you're going to get your head turned, aren't you? But the situation at the moment with this one-year deal, and, and and I think the way we've conducted ourselves and the way he's conducted himself at Salford, I think a bond's, a bond's grown there, hasn't it, between Salford and, and the supporters and Jackson Aces, and I think that's in our favour now. And, and I, I think there's a good chance that he could sign. I mean, I might be wrong, I might be totally wrong, but that's just my opinion. I think we've got a... And more, and more than a good chance of, of keeping him for next season. Well, obviously, you talk about money, you talk about you know security, and and obviously going to someone like Wigan or Leeds or Saints or somebody a big team, you're going to get that. But you just become one of one of you know a, a, a many players who represented Wigan. You know, you, you're never going to be as, as as good as the the, the great Wigan side of the, of the early nineties winning no. dominant. So you you could go to Wigan. And I think it was um, called Craig Murdoch. He used to play for us, and he's got he's part of Wigan's Hall of, you know, like um, not Hall of Fame. You know, like where they give um, players shirts. Right. And uh, he's something like nine hundred and sixty. And he's and he's obviously he's proud because he's obviously he's played for Wigan. He's got the shirt, and I saw it on Twitter. And I was thinking to myself, yeah, you know, he's he's one of many. When if you stayed at Salford and you managed to, you know, help. You know, build this. You know, build this team into a, a team that wins a Challenge Cup or wins a wins a Super League. You know, you become immortalised. In, yeah. In, in the in the bigger in the bigger pit in the bit in the in in rugby league world, really. And that and that, yeah, that and obviously right. we talk about we talk about money and we talk about you know financial security and all that, which is fine. But if you want to, what do you remember? Do you want to be remembered as as the the person or as part of the team that that won a Challenge Cup at Salford the first time? Since nineteen thirty six, thirty eight, or do you remember? Do you remember as as someone who you know, as a Wigan player that won one challenge, one challenge cup in the last four or five years? Yeah, well, I think yeah, that is the big that is the big thing. It kind of depends on where you are as a player. Do you think so? Yeah. Do I want to be immortalised and and lead this this team, this Sulfur Devils team that traditionally don't win, don't win stuff. And I could come. I could do. I could be Salford Red Devils, Eric Cantona. I could turn this club around. We're a little out for yeah. friends, obviously, but I, I could, I, I could do. I could make this happen, and I could be immortalised in 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 the club's history. And I don't, yeah, think, I don't think you can that you put a price on that. So no, I think on where, and where he is, and I understand he wants to go to Australia, and he wants to play for Australian national team and win, you know, grand finals and things like. that. I totally, totally get that, but he's only young. What is he? Twenty two. Twenty-one. Yeah. You know, he, he could he could do two three years here, 
turns into a super team and then still go up at 25, 26 and still be that that's, that's right, yeah, I think if you go to, to Wigan, you become a sort of a, a, a small fish in a, in a big pond that is Wigan, don't you? Wigan's like an institution, isn't it? And Don't forget, you go somewhere like that, Rob, as well, you'd... You're under the microscope. You're in a goldfish bowl, aren't you? You make a mistake there at Wigan, and you'll get hounded out. At Salford, I don't know. Over the years, you you get a chance at Salford, don't you? These other clubs can be a lot more unforgiving. And, and I get the thing about money and, and trophies and the size of club and sort of all the heritage around them and this that and the other. But I think sometimes money's not everything. I think a player's happiness and welfare is everything. I mean, I know. <laughs> I feel like that sometimes about my job. I know my job's nothing to do with rugby league, and I don't get paid. You know what footballers and sports people get, but sometimes I look at my job and looking around at other jobs and things, like that and I think, well, I might get more money for doing that, but am I going to be as happy as what I'm doing now? And and I think happiness and being happy at work and and you know you know where I'm coming from, don't you? I think sometimes that can play a big part. It's like if you're happy mentally. Why are you bothered if you're getting a few more quid? I might be stressed out doing that. I might as well stay doing this. And I'm enjoying myself. If you're enjoying yourself and you get up in the morning, I don't think money is everything. It might be to some people, but I think someone like Jackson Aces, I don't think he would be ruled by money. I think he'd be ruled by being happy at his work. And if he's happy at Salford, which he seems to be, I think we've got a really good chance of keeping him. And I do. I mean, I spoke to a few people over the weekend and people have had their own sort of opinions on it, but. The more you think about it, I think I think he might stay. Yeah, hopefully. Well, yeah, I say it's totally up to him. And I he, hope he does now after he's said all yeah, this. Yeah, to, to be honest, if he does, if he does decide to go somewhere else, he, good luck to him. From, yeah. what, from what he did, from where we were when before he came, and, and where we are now, you know, it, it's a totally different sort of club, really, because we were we were struggling before he turned up. We struggled without him on Saturday, Rob. Exactly, and, and the two games we missed, two games missed, we looked pretty ordinary as well. So that's what I was saying. If he does decide to go somewhere else, which he has, you know, he, 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 he might do. We need a replacement if he does. As good as him. And yeah. not come back with some half measure that's not as good as him. Come back with me. I'd rather pay big bucks for one player that's going to that's gonna turn the club round rather than yeah. two or three average Joes that aren't. Yeah, definitely. Because we've yeah. got a good squad. The squad there, a grafters, they work hard. And they, they tackle hard and, 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 they, and they graft with week in, week out. But sometimes you just need that some bit of somebody. That bit you of need that spark, Rob, and that creativity as well, you don't you? You're going to win matches. Yeah, and you've got it with Jackson Hastings. And if he does go, fair enough. But you've got to bring someone in as good. Because obviously, if, if he does go, then you've got Rob Louie again carrying the burden by himself. You need yeah. to share the burden. Hopefully yeah. he'll stay. But if he, does, if he doesn't, then it's one of them things. I'm sure we'll find out that it will come in weeks, Rob. Yeah, yeah. So, that's all the news coming out of Salford Devils this week. Uh, next up, we're going to be talking about the defeat against London Broncos on Saturday. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your Big Match Review. So, Salford Red Devils travel to London Broncos. And we're defeated 11 points to 8, Paul. Second defeat in the Super 8 qualifiers, and it's a little bit of a squeaky bum time. It is, it is, Rob. It was a disappointing day, really. I think, uh, I don't know. It's funny body language from the players. I, I thought perhaps there's a bit of 
complacency maybe set in there and, and, and London were really switched on. You've got to credit London, they, they tackled like Trojans, especially in that second half, they worked really hard. And their, um, their standoff, I think it's Cunningham his name is, he's out injured, so they brought Jay Pitts in, who's a second row man, and they played Jay Pitts at standoff, and he, he had a great game, but really, you, they're playing a second row forward at standoff, they're a, they're a championship side, we should have a nut, uh, far too much for them, but, you know, Jared Sammer, I thought was excellent for them, they, they got the tactics right, it was, it was poor weather, but let's not forget it was on a, a sort of 3G pitch, so that the pitch wasn't heavy or anything, but poor handling conditions, it was chucking it down all the game, and, and they played the right tactics, they really did, they were kicking early in the tackle count, penning Salford back, we made a lot of handling errors, a lot of unforced errors, and um, and they sort of got that, built that lead, built that lead steadily, and, and took the chances when they got them, so they only scored one try, let's, let's not forget, we scored two tries to one, but we had, we had chances, I thought, in the second half, and we lacked the composure again, we snatched at a few chances, and sort of panicked I think in the, in the last 20 minutes uh, because we, we couldn't get the, the vital scores that we needed and, and London did enough and I you know, have no complaints whatsoever if, if anything I thought we got um, the lion's share of decisions off the, off the referee really I thought some of the decisions were a bit harsh on London um, so we can't have no complaints there they were the better side and, and they thoroughly deserved their victory Yeah do you feel do you think it was pressure building obviously like you said defeat against London defeat against Leeds you know, in that London game, everyone thought we'd go down and, and, and get the win. And obviously, like you said, London are a good side. You know, we struggled to break them down. And, you know, you could all... Obviously, I was following on Twitter. You could almost sense the, the nervousness on Twitter and, and Facebook that we couldn't we couldn't fix it. The problem which we found ourselves in. Um, yeah, the pressure is building a bit, Rob. I mean, the Leeds did dis- disappointment the week before. We should have won that game, probably, at Leeds. And it, probably if we'd have had Hastings on there, we would have won the game. But we lacked... The, um, against Leeds we, we lacked that, that, that spark in the middle didn't we that creativity and, and especially against against London we did I mean Jack Little John came back into the side it doesn't work Little John and Louis there's, there's no connection there between them and we, we struggled to put anything together any substance you know the last tackle plays were poor I think we, we turned the ball over a couple of times you know, rather than attacking but it tests London I mean, but credit London, they're, they're a good home side. They've only lost two, I think lost two home games this season and, and one in the qualifiers against Leeds. So they've been very solid down there at the Trailfinder Stadium. They're tough to beat. And uh, they, they've got some clever players as well in their side. But it, it, from our point of view, it was a disappointing display. There was plenty of effort there, but it was the guile and the um, and that, that spy, that creativity that, that we lacked. We didn't threaten enough. And I don't think we made a line break in the entire game. So, um, you know, he, he, he was poor against the championship side. So the pressure has built now. We've got to beat to lose. You know, you look at the table now, we've got to win that game. If we don't win that game, because we play on the Thursday night, we're going to have a really, really nervous couple of days, aren't we? Because, you know, Leeds play Toronto the night after. You know, our Leeds going to be bothered now. Are they going to rest players? You know, they, they've got 10 points now. They're more or less safe, aren't they? So you don't want to be relying on other teams doing you a favour. It's up to you. And if, we're, if we get beat against to lose on Thursday... You know, it's our own fault. We've got we've got a home game against a championship side, and if we can't win that, Rob, it's a poor lookout because you lose three games in, in the, the qualifiers, then you deserve everything you get. But these championship sides, unfortunately, with the qualifiers going, have really give it a good go, Paul, haven't they? And they it, have, yeah, that yeah. That shows how Definitely. the quality of you know the championship is, is getting better and better. And you know, people talk about you know we should have kept the super eights or not kept the qualifiers or whatever. For me, I think if you're not part of the, the, the qualifiers, you'd love to watch it. 
but because we're part of it, I'm all all I'm all for the, the whatever is the top five, and we'll all just have a few games at the end of the season where we don't go down. Just because it's just, you know for me as being selfish as a Salford fan, it, it suits my club better. If you know what I mean. When I think the quality the qualifiers have been excellent, haven't yeah. they, this season? I think they've been really good. Um, I mean, even if you look at Halifax, I know they've lost six out of six so far, but they've been really competitive. I mean, all right, we got 60 points against them, but they, they, they tried really hard in that game. There were times in that first 20 minutes where they really tested us. If you ask any Salford player, they'll say to you, it was a really tough sort of half an hour against them. All right, our full-timeness and fitness and, and pace told in the end. But I was uh, listening to their, their game on uh, on Sunday, against Leeds it was six apiece at half time so they give Leeds a real good run there and they, they give Toronto a good run so you know credit to and, and Toulouse they were 19-0 down at weekend against Hull KR and they've come back and won the game and Hull KR are no mugs they're, they're, they're a decent team aren't they and, and it just shows you how good we played to, to get the result at Craven Park earlier in the the, uh, the qualifiers and you've got Toronto in there as well who've, who've won I think they've won four games in the, in the qualifiers up to now they're up there with us level on Sort of eight points, so so yeah, it has been an excellent, excellent sort of mini mini tournament, if you like, and you know it's it's gone right down to this last game now, and you you've still got six sides out of the eight who who are going for promotion, and I think it really has been a success. Yeah, and it's still in our hands. That's the thing. As long as we yeah, of course it's yeah. Then it's all good. All good. It is, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't like to be playing to lose away from home and having no. to go and win there, but a home game, yeah, I think. With, I think the Hastings is a big factor as well for us. We get Jackson Hastings back and there is enthusiasm and his, his creativity and the spark he brings to the side. I think that's going to give us a big lift on Thursday night. It's vital, I think, we get off to a, to a good start, get the crowd behind us and, uh, you know, we, we, and get the win. I mean, it doesn't matter how many we win by. As long as we get that, that vital win, we get beat on Thursday and I don't know, you're in, the, you're in the laws of whatever else happens and after that you're relying on other scores and it'll be a really nervous weekend. So let's just get out there and get their business done Thursday night. Yeah, we've, got a, we've only got a few three-word match reports, Paul, uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, Mike Barnett um, said, um, oh, for... Um, no. So we've got Christian Janet sent an abysmal team performance uh, and their man of the match was Coppy. And uh, Connolly, Patrick, clueless about Hastings, and their man match was uh, Mark Flanagan. So yeah, people, a lot of people went out of London. Obviously, a bit disappointed, Paul, with the performance. Um, everyone was frustrated. Fans were frustrated. Players were frustrated. Um, kind of it wouldn't be Salford if they didn't put you through the ringer, and that and that's what they're kind of doing at the moment. Yeah, how many times have you been and watched Salford playing a game like that on? Uh... On Saturday, loads of times, it's like a, a typical Salford performance, really. And yeah, it, it was one I wasn't expecting. Though I thought we'd we'd turn that corner you know, after um, you know the good start that we've made in the uh, in the qualifiers. So you know, it was it took me by surprise a bit, really. But I think you've got to give London some credit, though. I think they know they know Mug London. I had a chat with their, their coach Danny Ward after the game, and he's a nice fella, him a really nice guy. You know, always has a smile on his face, and I think he's he's really filled them full of confidence this season and done a, done a magnificent job. I mean, when Andrew Henderson left uh, London to go and uh, coach Warrington, I think a lot of people thought, oh, London, we're going to fall away now and uh, and not be up there in the, in the championship. But he's come in and done a really good job. They lost a few players as well, London. Um, in the close season, but uh, you know they, they've, they've turned things round and, and, and stayed up there and been consistent all year. And I was impressed with them. They, they really impressed me. They've got some pacey players. You know, Kieran Dixon 
was um, was lively. Jared Samet, I thought, had an excellent game. The lad Jay Pitts, I mentioned before, the fullback, I can't remember his name, he played really well. So, and they had a, a, a lad who got simbined, um, Eddie Batty, the, uh, the forward, the prop forward. He was a really strong player, took a lot of stopping. So, so London are, are not a mug team. I know they've got they've got Halifax at, um, at home this coming Saturday, I think. So they still they're still in with a shout as well of the, the million pound game. So. They're going to be looking for a big result. And I won't fancy playing them again, Rob. So it's, it's vital, as I said before, that we beat Toulouse and just, just finish our season on uh, on Thursday night. Yeah, so that was our review of the uh, the game uh, against London Broncos. And next up on the Devil in Detail, we're going to be talking amateur report with Paul Whiteside. Right, well, here is this week's Devil in the Detail amateur report. There was just one result in the National Conference League at the weekend. It was the final game of the season for Salford City Roosters. They were beaten 36 points to 12 at Gateshead Storm. Salford City Roosters tries coming from Paul Morgan and Mark Gillingham. They finished second bottom in Division 3, so we wish the City Roosters all the best for 2019. It's been a tough old year for them in 2018, so we wish them all the best for next season. There's one fixture coming up this Saturday, the 29th of September. That's in Division 2. It's a promotion playoff semi-final involving Saturday. Saddleworth Rangers are away at Crossfields. Saddleworth promoted last season from Division 3 to Division 2, but looking for back to back promotions. So their playoff semi final this Saturday, 2 30 kickoff. The other semi final is Askham against Wigan St. Jude's. In the Premier Division, second qualifying semi, that's West Hull against Egremont Rangers. And the Division 3 promotion playoff final is Millam against Clockface Miners. Well, the North West Men's League has reached climax now. It's the uh, the grand finals coming up this Saturday, the 29th of September. There are going to be some of our local sides involved as well. Results from Saturday, the 22nd of September. Rochdale Mayfield had a tremendous victory. They beat Witness Tigers by 76 points to nil. In Division 1, Division 2, Oldham St. Anne's 8-0, Wigan St. Cuthbert's 24. Division 3, fantastic day for Langworthy Reds. They beat Wigan Bulldogs by 24 points to 16. Caddy's Head Rhinos were beaten in the playoffs, though, sadly. In Division 4, they were beaten away at Wigan Springview by 46 points to 20. So Rochdale Mayfield 8 are in the Division 1 Grand Final. They'll play Walney Central on Saturday. West Hart and Lions will play Langworthy Reds. Promises me a fantastic day at Victoria Park in Warrington if you can get down to that support. Three of our local sides there, Dale Mayfield, West Hot and Lions and the Langworthy Reds have all had great seasons and all the best for this Saturday. In the North West Youth League, just one result involving our local sides at the weekend on Sunday. That was Wigan St. Patrick's 6, Langworthy Reds 6. That was in the under-16s Division 2. In Student Rugby League, the College Rugby League gets underway on this Wednesday, Wednesday the 26th of September, in the College Rugby League Premier Division, it's Huddersfield Giants Foundation against Hopwood Hall and Furness play the Salford Red Devils Rising Stars. In Division 2, the Salford Red Devils Rising Stars A are at home to Carmel on Wednesday as well. The Student Rugby League continues with the universities. They get underway on Wednesday the 3rd of October. So don't forget, Salford Red Devils back in action for their final qualifiers match this Thursday, 27th of September, that's a, a 7.45 kickoff at the AJ Bell Stadium against Toulouse Olympic. Get down there if you can. Rob will be mentioning it all on the podcast. I'll just give you the other qualifiers games as well. Friday night, Leeds Rhinos play Toronto Wolfpack. That's a 7.45 
kickoff as well. London Broncos play Halifax at five past seven on Saturday evening, and the final match of the Super Eights to qualifiers is Hulkingston Rovers against Witness at three o'clock. That's on Sunday. The Million Pound game will be played. I think it's next Saturday. The Million Pound game. Hopefully, Salford are not involved in that. We beat Toulouse, and we're in that that top three. So I shall see you on Thursday night at the AJ Bell Stadium. Just before I go, a special mention for the under-9s of Salford Roosters. They beat Folly Lane at the weekend, just gone. Brilliant victory for them, 17 points to 6. So uh, so great news there for uh, for the Roosters. Hard lines for Folly Lane under-9s. Hope they bounce back soon and get some uh, victory under their belt. So uh, that's all I've got for you. I shall see you on Thursday for Salford against Toulouse. So that was Paul's amateur report looking back at all the uh, fixtures and results uh, for all our local sides. Uh, like I said, the big uh, game of the weekend, Paul, uh, West Hart Lions and uh, Langwither Reds facing off in the cup final. That's going to be an epic contest. Yeah, it certainly is. It's grand finals day, isn't it, on Saturday. It's at Victoria Park in Warrington. I'm not too sure where that is. Um, so it's something, somewhere I'd like to go to on Sunday if I, if I, if I can, if I can uh, get a pass out for the day for me, missus. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, best of luck to, to, to Langworthy and, uh, and, and West Hart and Lions. I, I mean, I, I look after their scores on the amateur report as well. I know being sort of local to us, but Langworthy as well. A lot of our listeners will probably know people who play for Langworthy or are involved there. And they've had a, they've had a really good season. So uh, so good luck to them. And I know it was Salford City Roosters last game at the weekend gone. They were beating at Gateshead. And they've had a really tough season, Rob, um, finishing, finishing second bottom in the uh, in the conference third division and they, you know just following them every week there's been a few times where they've, they've not been able to put a full full side out so hopefully in the close season now they can consolidate and, and have a good year next year because it's uh, it's been tough for them this season but you've just got to stick together now and I'm sure they'll come back stronger next year yeah it might cost you 16 quid worth of chocolate then maybe oh god I'm not paying that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe that <laughs> So, yeah, so that's all the amateur reports and news and fixtures for this week. And next up, we're going to be talking about the big game on Thursday night against uh, Toulouse. So, so Red Devils on Thursday are at home to Olympic Toulouse, Paul. Massive game for Salford Red Devils. Obviously, it's win or bust for us. Yeah, it certainly is. It certainly is. I mean, with Toulouse, probably they've got a bit of, you know, they've got a bit of pressure off them. They're the wayside. They'll just come and play their their, their game up. So all the pressure's on us, really, with it home team, the Super League team and we're going to be favourites to win to win the game so it's it's one of those, it's going to be a Thursday night it's probably not going to be a, a huge crowd there is it with the, the circumstances being on the telly as well so um, so yeah it's got all the ingredients of a banana skin and we've just got to be professional this week and I'm sure Ian Watson's, Watson knows that he'll be um, he'll be focusing on this week of a, a, a good start I would think and uh, Getting getting some points on the board early on and, and, and putting Toulouse to bed, but I don't think you can take them for granted. I think they're going to come and, and play again. They, they've got a lot riding on this. You know, there's there's pressure on them as well. I suppose in in, in France to to be that that second French team in Super League, and they've got a massive chance of making the million pound game and still getting promoted. So, I mean, if you'd asked a, a few weeks ago, we probably thought this was going to be a dead rubber game, didn't we? We'd already be safe and they'd have nothing to play for. But it's all on both sides. They've got everything to play for it. Promises to be a really, really exciting game. Yeah, I think it's so important that the boys are all focused and, and united and the fans are all behind them as well. Obviously, disappointment against London, uh, but we've got to put that behind us, Paul. We can't let that affect us. Last couple of weeks with the result at Leeds and the, all the referee misgivings and you know the frustration against London, you can't let that get in your head. You've got to be professional. You've got to get the job done, both on and off the pitch. 
Yeah, certainly. No, you, you, you can't. You're, you're only as good as your last game, aren't you? And we, we've got to put that to bed this weekend and, and, and come out all guns blazing and get the result. I mean, if to lose it to score early and it silences the crowd, you know, things can go from bad to worse. I, I did a little preview this week for the game and I said in that, this is like a million pound game only a week early. Because it, it is, it, it quite literally is. You lose this and you're not, you're not relegated yet, but you win it and then you're safe, aren't you? So it is. It's going to be that same sort of million pound game situation. Yeah. And uh, we all know what that was like uh, a couple of years ago. So I think there'll be a lot of nervous sort of tension on, on Thursday night from, from the supporters, the players, the staff. And, you know, it has all the ingredients of making it a great game. And, that, and I suppose really that's what you want. I mean, the game's on Sky and I bet people, you know, neutral fans are thinking, blimey, this is great. We've got a game where something means something because so many of the games we've had on Sky recently have been sort of those Super 8 games where... One of the sides is in the top four, and the other side is like Hull or Catalan who are not in the top four. And there's nothing on the game, but this one on Thursday night's got everything on it. it. Really is, you know, from a Salford perspective, we made our name, didn't we? Our great name playing against French teams in, in 1934 on that tour, and that's where we got our nickname from. So let's make our name again on on Thursday nights. I'm, I'm pinching this. Someone put this on Facebook the other day, but it's been in the head all week. You know that we need to. Uh, we need to make our name on Thursday night and, and get the result and make sure we're safe in Super League in 2019. Yeah, because obviously, like you say, we've been there before against opposition, uh, lower division opposition, and got beat at home in big games. And I'm sure the experience of that will, you know, be benefited this time round because we know what we've got to do to get a result. Yeah, London beat us last time, didn't they, in 2016 when we, uh, if my memory serves me right, when we ended up in the million pound game with OK. I'm sure we lost to London, was it 1916? Yeah, yeah. And um, that, that was one of those games, wasn't it? And we, we've we've had a few uh, funny scores. I mean, this season we we lost to Championship side in the cup, didn't we? In, in Leeds, so we've had two Championship sides turn us over this season. So you've got to be on your game. These, these sides are, have got a lot of experienced players, haven't they? And they? They're not they're not duck eggs either. They're not like you know they'll have a lot of full time players. I, I would think playing for Toulouse, and you know they've got ambitions, haven't they? They've got ambitions to be in Super League, and they're not going to come and sort of roll over for you so you've got to be switched on and um, you know I'm sure we will be I think we'll, we'll see a reaction there from, from the side and as I said before the Jackson Hastings thing's going to going to give us a lift but uh, but yeah it's, it's definitely going to be well, my nerves are going to be shot on uh, on Thursday building up to the game I'm telling you that yeah obviously the return of Jackson Hastings after his two match suspension big big moment this I think obviously he comes in and he and he helps the team win win the game you know that that's he paid. You know that's what he was there for to, to get us over the line. Um, hopefully, you know we'll all come good on on Thursday night. It'll be a great team performance, Paul, and uh, we'll be celebrating our you know Super League status for 2019. Yeah, I think we've got to keep our heads. I think we've not got to get carried away with this situation. You know, Jackson Hastings with really got red carded against Toronto. I think that's something he needs to work on in his game. You know, he seemed a bit easy to wind up to me in that match. So he needs to keep his keep his head on uh, on Thursday. You don't want Toulouse coming there. And I mean, I, I'm not like a big expert on Toulouse. I don't really know how they play. So are they going to come and sort of wind us up? Because we've had a few issues this season, haven't we, with, with red cards and, and yellow cards and things like that. That's not something we want on, on Thursday. We need to all keep our heads and just play to our, our natural game plan. And we've got players in that side who can cause to They'll be worried about us more than we're worried about them. You know, we've got the likes of Nia Levels, Ed Chamberlain. We've got guys there with pace who can cause them all sorts of problems. Robert Lewis, Jackson Hastings. 
we've got the guys on there who can do the damage. So if we play our natural game, we should be too good for, to lose. It's just all about on the night and uh, not getting dragged into to whatever they're going to uh, try and put on us. Give us your score prediction uh, for the game. Um, You're in it down. Yeah, but Millie gets pressed in the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> There's someone uh, in the kitchen talking, so I don't want to go outside. You go first. I think Salford Devils will beat Toulouse on Thursday night at the AJ Bell Stadium. It'll be Salford Devils 26, Toulouse 10. Well, you're going close to me. I've gone 28-12. So, mind you, I went 28-12 on, I think I went 28-12 on Saturday against London. Actually, it was something like that anyway. 28-12 for me. 28-12. We're not, uh, maybe our last chance for Nando. Well, I hope it's our last chance for Nando. So we don't be playing that million pound game. I'm working on that yeah. million pound game. Yeah. So, um, I have to work my back or something. <laughs> <laughs> I hope no one's Hopefully, listening. Paul, we won't need to go. We won't need to do that. No, Hopefully. no. I, 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 think, I, I think we're going to be all right, Rob. I really do. But it, we've left it late, haven't we? This should have been sewn up. You know, four out of four, we should have been in, in the bag yeah, there. Yeah. But... I think it's credit, like you said before, it's credit to the championship sides that have, that have pushed it all the way. And I was just looking at the table before, before I waffle on too much, but results this weekend could see um, a team get 10 points and end up in the million pound game. Because if Toronto were to beat Leeds, they'll have 10. If we win, we'll have 10. Hulk Air win against Witness, they'll have 10. And Leeds have already got 10. So you've got four teams there on 10 points. So a side is going to win five out of seven and still have to play in the million pound game. And that just shows the quality of the teams in the qualifiers yeah it's amazing it's, it's like I say if you're not in it it's amazing but because you're in it you just want to get in yeah, you just want to get the wins and, and finish don't yeah. you yeah but you know I'm, I'm confident the boys have enough in the tank to get us over the line and secure our Super League status for uh, 2019 so end of this week's show another great show Paul yeah really enjoyed it mate really enjoyed it looking forward to Thursday night yeah big thanks tunes to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast I've been Rob Parkinson you can find us on Facebook, Devil in Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Day. Live Radio Contact.